The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Second hour of Pure Opelka on this Friday. Or if you're doing the new math, it's the fifth hour. In the six-hour Pure Opelka Opelkathon. There is a press conference, a news conference coming up today with Donald Trump. And I have to feel sorry for Romanian President Klaus Iohani. I hope I pronounced that name right. But uh, the Romanian president is going to get the short end of the stick. (laughs) Donald Trump is holding this news conference after he meets with the president of Romania and every question is, is going to be about the Comey hearings and the president's charge of leaker, leaker, leaker. And I kind of got to agree with him on the leaker thing. Really kind of upset that, that uh, Comey said what he said and then had done what he had done. Telling us that he'd given access to those documents to his, his buddy and said, hey, I hope you will leak these to the press. Kind of like when the president said to him, I hope you can see it in your heart to stop the investigation into my buddy, Michael Flynn. He's a good boy. Leave him alone. A little, a little mob backlash, huh? a little payback, a little irony. Also watching the news out of England, I have to tell you, I'm more than entertained by the the British election, especially not not the fact, I feel bad that the conservatives lost, that the Labour Party had a big gain and there's no real majority there. But, you know, they're going to, England will get through it. I don't know if it puts Brexit in any, any danger. Because I thought that vote was done and it's going forward, et cetera, et cetera. But I do know that, that Theresa May's got a, a problem. And I also think it's hilarious that the British election has a character named Lord Buckethead, who is, is actually standing in several pictures next to the Prime Minister. And if you... If you want to really have a good laugh on a Friday, 
You have to um, you have to go to Twitter. I have I tweeted the picture of Lord Buckethead. Lord Buckethead, who actually has a Twitter account and refers to himself as an intergalactic space lord. Lord Buckethead earned 249 votes in the in the district of Berkshire. So Buckethead, while losing, did get 249 votes. He's been a candidate before. I shouldn't put a gender on Lord Buckethead because uh, Lord Buckethead's own bio actually has gone back and taken out any references to gender. Um, I'm just looking at it. Lord Buckethead campaigned on a platform of strong but, quote, not entirely stable leadership. Based on what I'm reading here from Lord Buckethead, this guy's the most honest politician in the entire country. A candidate with the exact same name also tried to upset Margaret Thatcher in 1987. He only got 131 votes. Buckethead also attempted to unseat John Major in 1992. Didn't do that well either. But uh, this 249 votes, this is a record for Lord Buckethead. This is a, this is a pretty big deal. Uh, the British people apparently are used to having a bunch of nut jobs running. They have the monster raving loony party. We have the Republicans. They have the Dem- we have the Republicans and the Democrats and the Independents and the Libertarians and a bunch of kooky parties. And in England, they have Labour, Conservative, and the monster raving loony party. I, I just think it's fantastic. Now, Buckethead actually has printed a manifesto that's out there. Uh, in in twenty seventeen, under the guise of his pitch for strong but not entirely stable leadership, Buckethead had seven simple things. Number one, abolition of the lords, with the exception of himself, because he is Lord Buckethead. He was the self-proclaimed lord. Number two, full facial coverings to be kept legal, especially bucket-related headgear. Number three in the manifesto, and you wonder, you have to wonder about the 249 people who voted for Lord Buckethead. Number three is no third runway to be built at Heathrow. Where we're going, we don't need runways. Now, this one I don't completely understand, and maybe it's something, a reference to something really awful, evil, or filthy. I don't know. Uh, the, the fourth item on Lord Buckethead's manifesto, again, which got him 249 votes in Berkshire. CFAX to be brought back immediately with the Oracle and other teletext services to be rolled out by next parliament. Uh, Lord Buckethead's fifth point out of his seven points on his manifesto that this guy, again, campaigning, tried to, tried to win a seat in parliament. The Regeneration of Nicholson's Shopping Center, Maidenhead. So I guess he wants some old shopping center improved. Uh, the sixth element, Buckethead on Brexit. A referendum should be held whether there should be a second referendum. So 
See, I think there may be something afoot. That the Brits, there may be a movement afoot among some of the British people to have another referendum on the referendum, although I thought the referendum was binding. And Lord Buckethead's seventh and final element and point on his manifesto regards nuclear weapons. Buckethead says a firm public commitment to build the $10 billion renewal of the Trident weapons system, followed by an equally firm private commitment not to build it. They're secret submarines. No one will ever know. It's a win-win. So he wants... He wants a firm public commitment to spend 100 billion pounds to rebuild the Trident weapons system, followed by an equally firm private commitment not to build it. I had no idea. I had no idea that there was this much division among the political elements. Uh, I'm going to post a picture of Lord Buckethead on the Twitter, on my Twitter account, at StuntBrain, and you tell me, is this guy the knights who say, ni from Monty Python? He's, he looks like, it looks like the 2017 version of the knights who say, ni. And uh, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm sure you will tell me, but I'll, I'll also include a scene from Monty Python so you can compare Lord Buckethead I can't believe I'm saying Lord Buckethead on the radio. Lord Buckethead to the knights who say nay. It's, I'm getting some askance looks from the other room. This is a real deal. This actually happened. And you know what it reminds me of? It really reminds me of a guy who we have seen now at at least two presidential campaigns, a guy who lives in the, uh, the great Northeast, um, I think he might be related to uh, Blaze writer Kate Scanlon. Uh, Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme is the guy who wanted to have free toothbrushes and ponies for everybody in America. And he doesn't wear a bucket on his head. He wears a large rubber boot. So we've had Vermin Supreme run at least twice for president. Unsuccessfully, thank God. And now we've had Lord Buckethead run twice for British Prime Minister. And I think he set his sights a little bit lower as he was uh, running, unfortunately, unsuccessfully, for a seat in Parliament. Uh, I don't know which side of the aisle he would, he would vote with. Very interesting character indeed. Uh, Michael Pelka stepping aside here in just a second. When we get back, uh, I want to take a, a listen to some of the things that the president said in a a speech he gave about infrastructure earlier today. I also want to uh, get back to something I teased earlier, um, the Democrats and their use of language, their choice of language. It really really bothers me, some of the things that, some of the ways they're saying things. Because I think right now, as we're talking about division and, and the anger and the animus in the world, that we need a little more class in what we're doing. We need a little more gracious behavior and a little less coarse language. And one of the people I've actually sat with and talked to, talked to for a while now is talking like, a, well, worse than a truck driver, a dock worker. I'll explain what I'm hinting at next on Pure Opelka. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm getting some response from my uh, Lord Buckethead. Some direct messages. (laughs) Apparently, there's a lot of Lord Buckethead fans out there. And I I might be attracting some crazy crazy people because I just got got a pitch for... um, Somebody from from a, a series on A and E called Paranormal State, and uh, something about a tour called Sir No Face. I have no idea what that. So if you've ever seen the show Paranormal State, they're apparently following us too, and <laughs> we have attracted some weirdos. And I feel like I'm in the com- company of friends. So thank you. Just a little bit before three o'clock today, there's an anticipated Donald Trump news conference uh, with the president of Romania. But you know what? All the questions are going to be out. Comey, 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 Comey. So uh, we'll if it starts when we're on air, we'll try and grab a little bit of it. Um, so we'll see. And I talked about language. And I really think that in this time when we are faced with uh, the most divided political situation that I've seen, I think there's so much anger and so much frustration. And you know it's in the people. That's kind of why the choices were made uh, the way they were made this fall. That people went for an untested, never-elected businessman to lead the nation versus somebody who's been around for so long. We've gotten so fed up that we chose a complete outsider. I guess we figured the system was so screwed up, nobody could make it any worse. And to Democrats, oh, it's worse. And to Republicans, well, we haven't really changed anything. So it's not really worse, it's just not changed. But I think the, the dumb thing here would be to go low. Remember the saying during the election, even Michelle Obama was out there saying it. When they go low, we go high. Hillary tried to jump on it too. When they go low, we go high. And then I started seeing some printed material from Democrats. Some material that used a lot of Coarse language, rough language, the S word was everywhere. We saw Reza Aslan from CNN 
the host of a show, although CNN still doesn't admit that he works for them, the host of a show on CNN calling the president of the United States a piece of ass. And, and there's been worse said about the president. And it's, it's part of Trump derangement syndrome. But now I have to tell you, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of not happy to read the the story from uh, you know it's not exactly a a major news outlet. It's called DeathAndTaxes.com, but they have a a quote they're attributing to senator kirsten gillibrand of new york she's the junior senator it's chuck schumer and kirsten gillibrand and gillibrand is somebody i've spent time with i spent a couple hours with her riding the train from from uh, new york city to washington dc i got out in delaware but we spent a couple of hours sitting next to each other as we were waiting on the train and then on the train actually sat across from the senator and we talked about it talked about everything one of the most interesting things I thought about Kirsten Gillibrand was how she treated her staff. And I think you judge someone by, by how they treat others, people that work for you. How do you, how do you uh, address that person? How do you respond to them? How do you look out for them? And as I watched Kirsten Gillibrand, a United States senator who could have a little bit of privilege in her, she actually held seats for her staff. She waited to make sure they were okay. And, and I thought this speaks highly of, of how this woman treats her staff. And in the course of our conversation, we actually had a very open and honest discussion about the differences between conservatives and liberals. And no, she will never come on this show. She might now if I call her out because of what she did. She was given a speech at NYU's Personal Democracy Forum and uh, dropped multiple F-bombs. Now, what, what are you doing, Senator? You're one of 100 people to hold that position in the country. It's one of the most respected jobs in the world. And just because you're on a college campus in New York doesn't mean you need to speak like you're, you're on the subway. Somebody asked her, about Donald Trump and said, has he kept his promises? And she said, has he kept his promises? No, F no. And of the rights that teachers have today. Whoa, I don't know what that is. Excuse me. That's, that's a, a rogue piece of video from the AP jumping in. Kirsten Gillibrand saying we must resist and push back on every horrible thing this president is trying to do. Well, that at least gives her a little leeway, saying we have to resist and push back on every horrible thing this president is trying to do. As she went on speaking, now first of all, there's no video yet of these remarks. I wonder... I wonder if it's going to be suppressed. But the people from Death and Taxes who are pro-Democrat say that her use of the F word is something that more Democrats should do more often. A writer from Gizmodo named Nolan Hamilton said, it's encouraging to hear more Democrats say, hmm, 
I don't think so. I think it's only going to divide us more. I think talking like we're on the docks and talking with a lack of gentility and a lack of class is only going to keep us down in the gutter for a longer time. Gillibrand offered, as they describe it here, more realness when she said, fundamentally, if we're not helping people, we should go the hmm home. Fundamentally, if we are not helping people, we should go the hmm home. The writer from Death and Taxes says, if they were a political consultant, I would cut that into a 2010 clip for her. They are looking at Kirsten Gillibrand to be more than just a senator. I guarantee you that. She is telegenic. She's generally articulate. But I hope this trend doesn't continue forward. It's not a good thing, Senator. And you know what? I think she can take a note from a former a former New York voter. I'll tell her what I think. We'll be right back. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. About an hour from now, we're going to learn more about Mothman. Yesterday, we were talking about Mothman on this show, and I know we're just stepping into weird zone here, but it's a Friday. It's a Friday, and we need to kick back a little bit. We survived Kofi Fefe and uh, Comey Fefe 2017. I can't even say it. And uh, I'm trying to say we need to have a few laughs. We need to have some fun. That's why I posted the pictures of um, Lord Buckethead for you to check out. So go go to my Twitter. Have you jumped on the Twitter lately? You should. I just saw some sad news. One of the most, I, I think, classy actresses of our time has passed away too too soon at the age of... 63, just 63, Glenn Headley. And yeah, I know it's a woman named Glenn, G-L-E-N-N-E, Glenn Headley. Just 63 years old. If you saw the Steve Martin movie, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh, then you know who we're talking about. She is, uh, was a terrific performer, somebody who came out of the Steppenwolf Theater Company, Emmy-nominated... Uh, no cause of death showed up. If you watch the Dick Tracy movie, she uh, she starred across from Warren Beatty, but he got all the attention and Madonna got attention because she was dating um, Warren Beatty at the time of that movie. But everybody that's talking about her from Steve Martin, who co-starred with her in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, to Seth Rogen, who's posted saying that she was an amazing, incredibly talented, kind person. Just really a a classy actress. 
So rest in peace, Glenn Headley. I appreciated seeing you all every time I saw you on television. Wow. Well, you might have seen her on Lonesome Dove, too. I, I never saw Lonesome Dove, but I was just looking at her IMDb profile. Sad loss. Too soon. Much too soon. Uh, checking on uh, the breaking news, following whatever is going on here. I said the, the president had been speaking earlier. He was talking about um, infrastructure. He was talking about some of the things we need to do. But Rex Tillerson was also holding a news conference just uh, a few minutes ago, and he was talking about uh, Qatar or Qatar, depending on your pronunciation point of view. And now Qatar's been kind of isolated by many of the countries in the neighborhood because there's a lot of extremism that comes out of that, out of that state. And Rex Tillerson has also joined some of the calls for Qatar to tighten up and combat extremism. Now, the reason why we're not jumping on it saying, okay, hold on, hold on, and telling uh, and joining forces with all of the other countries in that region who are telling Qatar to straighten up and fly right. They've kind of isolated Qatar. The Emirates Air has stopped flying in and out of Qatar. We have two bases there. We have bases that we need. They're geographically important. So while we're telling Cutter to straighten up, we are also kind of cutting them a little bit of slack at this point in time. We'll wait and see what else happens on this. All right, back to Donald Trump. Donald Trump was at the Department of Transportation today talking about infrastructure. He had a couple of interesting things to say. Um, and, and this is... Um, this was from just about an hour and a half ago. I was not elected to continue a failed system. I was elected to change it. All of us in government service were elected to solve the problems that have plagued our nation. We are here to think big, to act boldly, and to rise above the petty partisan squabbling of Washington, D.C. We are here to take action. It's time to start building our country with American workers and with American iron and aluminum and steel. I like that angle. I like that approach. I like the sound of that. It doesn't sound like typical rhetoric. It sounds like actually something that both sides could get behind, right? My administration is committed to ending these terrible delays once and for all. The excruciating wait time for permitting has inflicted enormous financial pain to cities and states all throughout our nation and has blocked many important projects from ever getting off the ground. Many, many projects are long gone because they couldn't get permits and there was no reason for it. We've already taken historic steps to speed up the approvals, including the approval of the Keystone XL pipeline, which was very quickly approved. They were sitting there for a long time saying, well, that project is dead. Then I came into office and all of a sudden, a miracle. And I guarantee you, the consultants went over to the heads of the company and told them what a great job they did. <laughs> I like it when the president toots his own horn. And he's right to do it. He has to do that. He needs, because of all the beatings that the press gives Donald Trump, I think it's only right and fair that he's allowed to get out there and tell people 
the things he's gotten done, especially in the in the section of uh, reducing regulation and removing the roadblocks to getting stuff done, like the Keystone Pipeline. The president talks about building and uh, regaining momentum and getting things on track. We will build again. We will grow again. We will thrive again. And we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was just earlier today, the president speaking uh, at the uh, Department of Transportation, talking about the American infrastructure that needs uh, a little bit of help, a little bit of a makeover, and, and he's, he's pushing it. Now, we haven't heard how we're going to pay for it yet. I'm sure that's going to be something that's going to come up later, and, and hopefully uh, with the tax cuts that that will give us a chance to get the economy roaring again. And once the economy roars again, let's hope, and I'm hoping, that we can actually get... Look, I want better airports. I want, I want better everything in this country. But I want it to be done without us putting another 10, 10 trillion... I, I almost choked on it. $10 tr- 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 trillion dollars of debt onto the backs of the Americans today and the Americans to come. We were talking about this earlier today. We forget. But eight years of Donald Trump doubled the debt that we have. Doubled it. We went from $10 trillion in debt to $20 trillion in debt. Maybe even a little bit more. So Donald Trump, yes, let's bring infrastructure. If it brings good jobs. If it brings better roads, better airports, better schools, better everything. But let's not do it if it bankrupts the country. Let's not do it if it... It puts on the backs of every single person. Every single person has has to pay for all this. And, you know, we can't afford what we got already. So let's figure it out. Michael Pelka stepping aside. When we get back, uh, I'll see if we got a quote from Tillerson because he actually did make a, a speech. And there's a couple other little breaking news items I have to get to. Not nude items. Stop it. And um, then around the corner, Mothman. We'll talk about Mothman and more when Pure Opelka returns. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I just got one of the strangest Facebook messages I've ever received. And if you're not following me or friending me on Facebook, I invite you to do so. Was I looking for a zucchini bread recipe? Shimon, do you remember me ever putting out the call for a zucchini bread recipe? No. <laughs> you no. like you would, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy, I'm so guilty. I'm raising my hand right now. Yes. I, I. You know what? I love zucchini bread, and I do love cooking. I'm trying to get some skills in baking, but I have to say thank you to Vicki, who said, if you're still in need of a zucchini bread recipe, I conducted an experiment last week when I couldn't find a particular recipe I'd used before. 
Now, you need a Betty Crocker cookbook to look up the zucchini bread recipe, follow it, and add to the dry ingredients four tablespoons of Hershey's special dark cocoa powder. Well, that sounds good anyway. I think that should be added to just about any vegetable recipe. She says it hides the zucchini from the picky eaters and is very chocolatey. I... Was I really looking for zucchini? I don't remember this at all. But this is why I love social media, because uh, some of of you had sent some wonderful things. And some of you have sent some things that uh, there's no way you can prove that. There's no way you can say that about me. That's just not true. And it's not fair. And it's not right. And it's not kind. But uh, (laughs) some of you. Some of you have sent some wonderful, wonderful things. But please, uh, join join the conversation. Always feel like you can join the conversation. You can dial in as well, uh, 888-900-3393. We were talking about the president and his comments on uh, infrastructure. And I just noticed a Mike Rowe. You know Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs and Someone's Got to Do It. Mike Rowe has been on this program in the past. Mike Rowe is not only a friend of the Blaze. uh, We did some things together years ago. We worked on a project uh, that involved Star Trek's Captain Kirk and Captain Picard. We actually worked on a project where the two captains were available for a, a phone call conference. And something like 10,000 people listened in to each conversation between the two captains, and we did it three times in one day. And out of the, out of the 10,000 that were signed up for each of these conferences, we picked 10 to actually jump in and ask the two captains a question. But Mike Rowe was the guy who was anchoring it 20 years ago. Might have been, yeah, it might have been 20, 25 years ago. It was a big deal, and that's how I met Mike Rowe. And he's he's on Twitter under the real Mike Rowe, and uh, he made some comments to the president. And I just reached out to see if if Mike would be able. He's he's a very busy guy to be able to join us. But after the president was talking about all the infrastructure jobs, Mike tweeted out something that just very good advice, rock solid advice saying, I'd like Donald Trump to acknowledge existence of opportunity isn't enough to get people working. Hashtag make work cool again. He is so right. There are so many jobs that are available right now. There are so many jobs that you can actually get into that pay a really good living. There are, they are jobs like electrician, welder, diesel mechanic, plumber. And Mike says there are literally millions of these jobs open all over the country. Some of them start at 75 to a hundred grand a year. Now I know that a hundred grand, which works out to if, if you were Barack Obama and and you talked for a minute, you get $7,700 for that minute. If you, if you did that on a monthly basis, that's what you'd make. For a hundred grand, it's about seventy-seven hundred dollars a month. But there are jobs everywhere, and Mike Rose, the guy who's out there showing people that crafts and trades—trades, trades, not crafts—trades 
are so very important. And those jobs are never going away. If you're worried about robots taking over, learn how to fix the robot motors. If you're worried about drones taking your delivery job, learn how to fix the drones. Don't bemoan it. Be a part of the revolution. And that's, that's the simple reality. We all have the opportunity. So I just, I lit the bat signal in case Mike Rowe is available. I'd love to hear his thoughts on this. He doesn't really get political, but he's just common sense. And one of the good guys out there. Now coming up next hour, I've also reached out to our friend Billy Hallowell because Billy has a story on, on uh, Faithwire that's also cross-posted on glenbeck.com. That's worthwhile. Um, <clears throat> if Billy can get to us, I'm waiting to see if we'll get a quote from Rex Tillerson. The president is also going to have a news conference in the Rose Garden in about 45 minutes with the president of Romania. Yeah, the questions are going to be about Romania. Hey, uh, Mr. President, uh, who's going to be our next ambassador? No, no it's going to be about Comey. Donald Trump's lawyer has also announced that he's going to file some sort of complaint against Comey. And we're going to see what that's about, plus any other news that's breaking. Oh, I didn't give my pick either for, uh, for the Belmont Stakes, which are tomorrow. I've kind of lost interest because none of the horses that won the two previous races in the Triple Crown this year have competed. I'm kind of like, okay, big deal. Thanks a lot for that. Thanks for nothing. So uh, I have some, um, I also have some Joe Biden news and some Delaware news, news that's ticking me off about Delaware. And as I mentioned on the Glenn Beck program, making me think, uh, maybe we need to get the hell out of Delaware. What is it? Well, it's going to happen on August 4th. I'll explain next hour on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.